Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and welcome back. And this is uh, how to get rich in real estate and stay rich. If you've not listened to the first three days, please go back and listen to the first three shows we've done on this very topic. It is becoming one of our, um, I think, most popular topics we do. We update this topic probably once about every 18 months with any new information we have and then share it with all of you. And people really like this. This topic in particular is one of the few things that we have presented that has uh, resulted in people coming up to us months and years later and thanking us for this information because it really helped to screw their head on straight. And rule number eight actually is one of the most important rules of all the things we've been sharing with you. And that is simply focus on fewer things. You can only truly control three things, wealth, health, and environment. And I have to say, Julie Harris is not doing a great job of controlling her health because Zoe has brought another version of the plague home from school. Yes, please excuse any coughs and throat clearings. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, so again, focus on fewer things, not more. Focus on wealth. You can control what you earn, what you spend, and what you invest. You can control your health, at least mostly. You control what goes into your body and what you do with your body. That's your fitness and your nutrition regimen. You can control your environment, your physical environment, your mental environment, and just to add, media-free environment. You can control what goes into your head, into your eyes, what you're listening to, what you're watching. So run from people who make you feel in ways that don't result in you wanting to help others and make money, etc. And that's really the bottom line, the last point, is when you're around in different uh, office environments or human environments or virtual environments, Ask yourself how you feel. Do you feel motivated, excited? Do you feel opportunistic and, uh, frankly, optimistic? Or do you feel fearful? And most of what's being, I think, spread nowadays in all environments is is definitely going to be what would be easily classified as negative. Mm -hmm. So here's the problem. If you're around other people who do not believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today, and I mean quite literally tomorrow, but tomorrow is also next year and the year after, you, they will, you will make tomorrow worse than today. Because the things that are necessary for you to make tomorrow better than today are the, are the direct result of all the things you're doing today. For example, wealth, health, and environment. Those are the three things that you can actually control. Well, if you're not controlling your finances, if you're not uh, doing the things that we prescribe to you in the coaching program, or if you're not, uh, you know, when it comes to controlling your health, it's really very simple. What do you put in your body and what do you do with your body? It's not that complicated. And of course, your environment. So if you're not really focused on those things, you're going to guess what? Build problems for yourself into the future. Your life today, and this is ultimate responsibility, but this is really how you got to think about it. Your life today is a direct reflection of your, your thoughts from a minute ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You guys get the point? You are living in the shadows of the person that you were, uh, you know, in the past. And if you're not liking what you're experiencing, you have nobody else to, uh, to blame other than the past version of yourself. But now that said, there are plenty of things that are great in your life. That are things you should be thanking the past version of yourself. Now, I actually want to go back to that also and, and drive this home with regards to your business, focusing on fewer things. 
in a market like this, where there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, where there's a lot of sort of, you know, stress and all these other things, there's a lot of good things happening too, right? I'm not, you know, but for the most part, I, I think you guys will agree that uh, in most markets, people are more on the cautiously optimistic side than the, <laughs> you know, blindly optimistic side. So with that said, focus on fewer things in your business. And one of the things we strongly prescribe to all of you is you focus on the things that are going to put money in your pocket in the next 90 days or less. And everything else that's speculative, this is not the time for it. So in you know, obviously, we're talking about buyers and sellers. We're talking about writing contracts. We're talking about taking listings. So things that go beyond that, for example, branding, marketing, hoping and praying that some direct mail campaign will work. This is not the time, in our opinion, to be putting a lot of effort on those long-term speculative things. Focus on the things that are going to put you in a position to help you make money, um, you know, and frankly, help people now because of the uncertainty. If there was more of a, I think, clear runway going forward, if it was really obvious or at least there was a higher level of confidence what the rest of this year and next year was going to feel like housing sales-wise, then you maybe would have, a, I think, a stronger foundation to uh, do, be a little bit more speculative on where you put your money and your time. But that is not now. So now is the time to essentially uh, really drill down on what's going to make you money now, what's going to put you in a position to help people now. And then, again, put the other projects on the side. Give yourself permission to focus on making money now. The future version of you will certainly thank you. All right, now we're on to part three. It's six rules for staying rich for life. Now, these rules, I have to tell you, Julie and I learned the hard way for the most part, not from making mistakes, fortunately, but from actually having to go and do the research because we couldn't find the answers to any of these questions. That's right. So six rules for staying rich for life. Now that you have the machine in place, that's learning how to sell real estate at a high level repetitively, either rinse, repeat. Now that you have income coming in from five different sources to at least cover your personal overhead, now we have to protect. So rule number one in our six rules for staying rich Never forget that no one actually wants you to be rich. You must never delegate anything completely. Excuse me. When you delegate completely, you're abdicating, which means you're giving up control. Trust but verify. Choose your advisors wisely. Don't hire someone to help you build wealth who isn't rich themselves. Now, this is something we see with a lot of teams. Julie and I have a lot of teams, a lot of brokerages that are joining with us at eXp Realty. And one of the first things we do is they all want us to do a financial comparison. They want us to compare what their financial reality is now versus which it would, what it would be over at eXp. So I asked for a spreadsheet. Uh, it doesn't have to be that elaborate. And we go through the expenses and we look for what expenses can be recast. In other words, what expenses won't they have if they're over with eXp? And this is the reason, again, a lot of brokerages and teams are moving over with us for the simple fact that they're discovering that they actually make more net profit um, when they're over at eXp. But what I'm discovering, what they're discovering, is a lot of these teams and brokers that have been around for 15 years or less have been building their business based on, frankly, the velocity of sales and based on a really thick, uh, I think, cloud of FOMO, fear of missing out. So they've never really had to be good at watching their numbers. They've never really had to be that good at holding the expenses accountable or really the people working for them accountable. We've gone through on a lot of these teams and brokers and we found duplicate people doing the same. Like I found one brokerage last week where there were three people literally doing the exact same thing, which took, in all reality, maybe one person. Well, there's a great way to save some money. But why are these people? Why are these businesses being run this way? Because the cash flow was flowing so fast, and you know, frankly, everyone thought that it was never going to end. 
that you gave your yourself permission, maybe subconsciously, but you did, to be complacent about watching the numbers. And that's when the chickens home, come home to roost. So I want you to keep these things in mind, that you've really got to be very careful with expenses, very careful who you trust. This goes to through for financial advisors, for your real estate coaches, everybody. Make sure you're really doing a great job of choosing wisely. Uh, again, especially in this market, make sure you're choosing to align with someone that's actually proven their ability uh, to really flourish in a market like this. And it goes back for, I mean, I'm just thinking frankly about eXp Realty right now. eXp Realty was birthed during the last housing crash, you mm -hmm. know, in 2007, 2008, 2009. And it is designed for a market like this. If you are in a situation where maybe you're a new agent, you're a seasoned veteran agent, or you're a team or a broker, and you really want to drill down, you know that you know maybe you're going to have a good year, but it's not going to be a great year. Maybe you're going to have a great year, but you want to make more profit. Let's have a conversation, and let's just compare numbers. Let's just have a conversation, spreadsheet to spreadsheet, and see what makes the most sense for you. For most of you, it's a no-brainer. For teams and brokerages, I know it gets a little bit murky, so let's have that conversation. If you're ready to join eXp and you're looking for an eXp Realty sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success, not just selling real estate but at eXp, please do consider Julie and I. We are formally applying for the job of being your eXp Realty sponsor. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. If you're just getting started on your journey and learning about eXp, we've made that easy too. Just text the letters eXp to 47372. Again, if you're just getting started wanting to learn more about eXp, text the letters eXp to 473, what is it? 47372, that's right. Thank you, 47372. <laughs> Um, and there's a couple videos on that website that you definitely want to check out. And on that website, you'll also, when you text, we're going to text you back a link to a website. You'll also learn all the advantages to aligning with Julie and I EXP Realty. But most of you are ready to join and you're looking for the right sponsor. If you've not yet chosen your sponsor, please do text Julie and I directly at 512-758-0206. And just text, you know, put EXP in the, um, in the, uh, the message and we'll have a conversation. And we will see if it makes sense. And for 99% of you, it certainly will. All right, Julie, rule number two. Rule number two, always have your hedges. What does that mean? Have insurance, have the uh, correct insurance and quality insurance savings and build anti-fragile systems. For example... Well, let's just focus yeah. on that. So what are hedges? If you look, and again, this comes from decades of coaching, but also I think yeah. at this point, just being practical and tactical, um, the things that generally speaking will take the wind out of financial wind out of some, an agent's sales or a small business owner's uh, cash flow or their net worth are going to be things that they could have bought hedges against or mitigated against. They would have been insurance, like for example, health insurance. They would have been insurance against, for example, if you have rental properties. They'd have been just in general insurance, maybe a general liability insurance. Having number two, as Julie said, having enough uh, sufficient savings to basically cover your, um, you know, bad months. Personally, savings. We advocate everyone have at least six months for the personal savings in a non-transferable account, so you know it's all uh, always there. And then you can even scale up from there. So what are the other things that cause people a lot of problems? It's obviously not saving for taxes. So you can build hedges into all this. Um, one of the th again, if you read our book Harris Rules, when we're when you're suggesting when you're I'm sorry building your your essentially the foundation of your financial future, we want you to create these. Uh, you really make sure you have sufficient savings and insurance, and the systems you put in place going forward are going to mitigate against your ignorance. Everyone's ignorant about 
everything when it comes to finances, really. I mean, unless you were born with a family that taught you all this or were educated uh, subsequently, the reality of it is, is none of us are financially savage, or savage, <laughs> savvy. We all have yeah. to learn on the job. So assume that your learning on the job could result in some expensive mistakes. So put in systems like we'd prescribed in the previous podcast in our book, Harris Rules, to create hedges against the big things that cause people to have slowdowns in their finances. Rule number three, all of your assets into LLCs. Those LLCs are owned by a Nevada Spendthrift Trust. We talked about this in a previous podcast. Go back and listen to it. But again, the whole benefit of uh, an LLC is that if, for example, you have five rental properties, you could put each of those rental properties in an LLC. And then if someone slips and falls in one of your LLCs, and let's say, for example, the insurance you have only covers you up to a certain amount, and they decide to go after you for a personal liability or something, then you're going to be able to have that LLC protected versus if you have that asset protected versus if you have one LLC, which is holding a bunch of different assets. I have a friend that Julie and I helped set up his Nevada Spendthrift Trust by just giving him general advice. We're not trust experts or attorneys. We're just giving him general advice. And he actually had a really nice car collection. And one of the things we suggest that he does, by really nice, he has 100 cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice but, ones. And they're all white, too. But yeah. one of the things we suggested that he does is put each of those cars into an individual LLC for all the reasons that we previously mentioned, and then put all those into a Nevada Spendthrift Trust. Um, the Nevada Spendthrift Trust, again, you guys just Google these words. We're just essentially laying the breadcrumbs down, and then you can research more of this yourself. But it is a what it is essentially is an asset protection device that everyone should consider. No matter if they're a Nevada resident or not, you can own a Nevada Spendthrift Trust. So if you're in the process, remember this is about protecting what you've now accumulated. You've got a machine that's making consistent net cash flow. You've got a system in place to basically build wealth. You know, you're now living where your money's working for you. You no longer have to work for your money. We don't want you to have to go back to, you know, step one, right? And so this is your whole point. You've got to protect the assets that you have. Rule number four. Rule number four, live in a place that treats you best. Weather, of course, taxes, politics, et cetera. Once you're living off of passive cash flow, remember this podcast series is about getting rich and staying rich. Once you're living off of that passive cash flow, consider moving to, in our case, we moved to Puerto Rico. I read an article about where people are coming and going from. And of course, uh, Texas and Florida and Tennessee are very popular being moved into. North Carolina is on the top of the list now. So you have more options is the point. Once you have that passive income coming in, you can make different decisions. Well, there it is. So, and I'm trying to do most of the talking today against Julie's clearing her throat. Sorry. But the reality of it is, you're fine. The reality of it is, is that once you are living off passive cash flow, once you've successfully sold real estate, and maybe you don't want to move from your, maybe you're already in a, you know, a tax preferential environment. Maybe you like the climate. Maybe you like everything. So you're great. But once you get there, or if you're not there, like Julie and I are originally from Ohio. Ohio had relatively high state taxes, a lot of city taxes, federal taxes. Don't forget regional. And don't forget regional and don't forget the nasty weather. So when we could, when we were able to, when we had essentially followed our own three-step plan, we left and we went to, um, originally we, based, we moved to Nevada. And in Nevada, essentially, it had all the things, um, not, it wasn't a perfect fit for us. That's the reason we ended up moving to Texas. But you can choose where you're going to live once you have 
the cash flow coming in passively, which you can do, again, listen to the first three shows we did on this topic. And that should be, I'll suggest to you, what all of you work towards. Because the reason ultimately you got into real estate, maybe initially it was not to have a boss. Maybe initially it was so you can you know, finally have the business that you're proud of. Maybe initially it was, who knows why. But ultimately where you're going to want to go, the reason you're in business for yourself, the reason everybody really is thinking about uh, you know, it works is they want to have it so that one day they don't have to work. You can love your work, but you might love not working even more. So really, when you're designing your life, when you're designing your business, make sure you're, as we prescribed before, make sure you realize that your profit is actually your product. Your product of your business is profit. Real estate businesses, for the most part, don't sell anything. You get rich with the profit that comes from your business. And once you actually have invested enough of that profit, or if you're really smart, you're uh, really doing well with EXP revenue share, then you can choose to live wherever you want to live. And um, again, we'll advise you, and I think you'll, when you get to this point, you'll realize this yourself, make sure you're choosing to live in a place that's going to reinforce or that's going to solidify you staying rich for life, which is again, the, I, the third section of our presentation here. Rule number five. Rule number five, do not become complacent. If your health is crap and you're rich, that's no fun. If you're finally rich but your marriage fails, well, there goes your wealth. We, we call it staying frosty, right? So in the real estate treasure map, which you get when you're a premier coaching client, we drill down on all of those things to not be complacent about goals in five areas of life, being very clear on what your finances actually are. There's a section about uh, your current finances and knowing what's going in and what's going out. So don't become complacent. That's rule number five. My 82, now almost 83-year-old mother um, lives with us, or sometimes I feel like we live with her. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. she, and she has since Zoe was born. She's been a huge blessing, especially when Zoe uh, came into our lives. And I have to say, my mom is somebody I really, truly admire because she's 82 years old. She takes care of her health, and she doesn't really ask for much out of Julie and I. She goes on a walk almost every single day. I bet you she walks at least a mile a day. For sure. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and she, we'll see her when Julie and I are going on our six-mile walk that we do two or three times a week. We'll see my mom and we'll say to myself, oh, I'll say to myself, how the heck has she got, I mean, she's- How'd she get that far? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she also takes care of her mind. She does Lumosity almost every day. Yeah, we, we call her Robo Rosemary. Her name's yeah. Rosemary. But she is, she's really focused on um, not becoming complacent. And I know why, because she told me, that she saw her aunt and her, uh, actually her both of her aunts and her mom and all that. She said they, it, one day they decided that it was going to be easier for them to get into wheelchairs. And she said they never got out of wheelchairs mm -hmm. and all their health went to crap after that. And she said she's not going to let that happen to herself. And I, I'm sharing all this with you uh, because my mom is living example of not allowing yourself to become complacent. But we've seen people come become complacent when they're like 20 or 30 or 40 mm -hmm. or 50. How do you know if you're complacent? you got to be super honest with yourself. Look in the mirror. Does that look like somebody who's complacent? Look at your finances. Does that look like somebody who's complacent? Look at the nature of how you're living, your relationships with other people. If you see things around you that you don't like, it's not just because you made a decision 10 seconds ago. It's because you've been making a series of decisions, maybe even at this point on autopilot, that aren't conducive for the person that you can be and that you want to be. And you can stop that. You can actually – but it really, frankly – you know, this is a, I'll tell you, the, um, an economy like this 
or you know alien visitations, which evidently are happening right <laughs> now, know. whatever, right? I mean, times like this, they really do give you permission to hit hard reset on some of the business decisions that you've made or the life decisions you've made. That's the blessing of, a, of, of let's call it a recession, you know, whatever it's going to be. And you see all these big businesses, they're doing the same thing. All these big businesses, they're getting rid of people. But I got news for you guys. They're getting rid of those people, and they probably should have gotten rid of those people two or three years ago, but they didn't because the economy was so great. They didn't because maybe there were political reasons why they didn't want to. They didn't need those people. Those people were just excessive employees that they hired. And then, as you know, for example, these tech companies, they don't need as many people as they used to because tech has evolved to the point where they're, I mean, look at AI, what it's doing. And so tech has evolved, so it, they don't need uh, all these customer service people and whatnot. They know how to replace all those expensive humans with, you know, automated processes. They just chose not to do it. Now they're using this recession as an excuse to do it. I see that happening in real estate brokerages. Mm -hmm. You, When you hear about a company that's laying people off, uh, you shouldn't think that they're failing. What they're not, they're not failing. What they're doing is they're setting themselves up for a massive amount of success. They're going lean and mean. Now, I'll tell you what scares me. There are people out there in the, let's call it real estate agent uh, education space, who are telling you guys to do the exact opposite. It's absolute crap advice. It, there are people out there, and I've seen their videos, and I come across their information, what you're saying, okay, the time for you to seize more market share, to spend more money on leads, to buy more money, spend more money on branding is now when your competitors don't have to. Well, I got news for you. That's dumb and that will make you broke. Not 100% of the time. Maybe there's micro opportunities, but for the most part, when you see these this many companies that have been, you know, frankly, a lot of them are incredibly well run, Google, for example, when you see those companies doing layoffs and you see those companies hitting hard reset, and they're not hiring, they're not spending a lot of extra money, they're not doing anything speculative. When you see companies like that at that level pulling back, maybe you could think for a second, use common sense that maybe those the biggest, most successful companies in the histories of you know business, maybe they're a little smarter than that real estate guru on YouTube who's acting like he knows something he doesn't um, just because maybe he had a couple years of selling real estate in, in a, a boom market where he did well. You guys get the point? So the time for you to actually build is going into what's a real estate uh, you know, correction or a real estate comeback. That is not now. Now it's time for you to be focused on fewer things, to be focused on doing things that will put money in your pocket the quickest and not doing speculative things. I heard a lot of people also saying it's time to get back to the basics. There is never a time not to be focused on the basics. The basics are what make you rich. And that is going to be knowing how to have direct conversations. I, <laughs> so many things I've been hearing from just you guys who message us. I've never learned how to have conversations. I've never learned younger people. I've heard, heard this in Instagram, people messaging us. I don't know what to say. Well, here's the script. No, Tim, you don't understand. I do not make phone calls or answer the phone when somebody calls. I don't really know the, you know, essentially how to have over the phone conversations. I don't know how to really, I've never really, my whole life has been about texting and messaging people. Well, a lot of our work in coaching is all about that. Yeah. How do you, I mean, starting with, but not ending with how to have an actual conversation actually about real estate with a real contact, you know, voice to voice, face to face. And we do appreciate that, you know, many of you have grown up online. Then you were hit with the pandemic where you couldn't go out if you wanted to. And there is a lost art of conversation, but that is also where all of the profit lies. Well, not only all the profit, Julie, but it's also where all the opportunity lies because not that many other people know how to do it. True. And knowing how to be really good over the phone 
especially in this market, especially going forward into the future, is what will create differentiation between you and the market. Guys, I got news for you. You're, the massive amount of social media you're creating, it is going to mean nothing inside 12 months. I will prove it to you right now. Are you listening? Um, this is a leak out of Google, but Google is about to announce that they are about to have AI that's going to be able to create, this is for many of you who are going to make you smile, um, an endless amount of videos. So you're going to be able to use AI from Google. You're going to be able to enter in um, a bunch of keywords. It doesn't even have to be a script, letting the AI know what, you, what it, uh, you want the video to be about. And then it's going to create short and long-term video, complete with um, narration, having AI written actually the script. Content rich too. Content rich. You will have widgets that will create your content for you. So those of you who have invested so much time in your content, good for you, but you're about to have an army, an absolute, absolute legion of competitors that's going to come in the version of everybody who has a real estate license because it's going to become ubiquitous. So what's really going to set you apart and make you different in this world where all the social media stuff is going to be fat, quickly automated? It will be the creative end. Like people, I was listening to this on um, All Angeli. Mm -hmm. uh, when the AI uh, stuff was coming around the bend, people were assuming the first people to get essentially um, uh, what would it be supplanted, not supplanted, what would it supplanted. be? Supplanted. Supplanted, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to be blue-collar workers mm -hmm. uh, followed by uh, creatives, mm -hmm. and then people were doing the you know higher-end coding and whatnot. So that was what the order and things of things where everyone was believing that all of a sudden robots are going to be driving trucks and going to be doing all the heavy lifting, so all the blue-collar employees were going to somehow be out of jobs. Well, guess what's actually happened? The AI wasn't really listening to all those predictions that were being made by you know the very people who thought their jobs would be protected. It's happening in the exact opposite order. Mm -hmm. So what's actually happening are the first people that are going to get replaced are all these coder types because the AI is going to be able to write code at a higher level. So all the people that were the ones that essentially created the technological revolution which we've all benefited from, they're going to be the ones that are going to be on the unemployment lines, quote unquote, the first. And then guess what? The creatives. And then guess what? That's going to be the blue-collar people. So it's ironic, but the blue-collar people are the ones that are going to have the most job security. And if you don't believe me, try to find a plumber or a roofer. Try to <laughs> yeah. find someone to build a house. Exactly. Try to find someone to fix your car. Those people are going to be in massive demand because they are not, fr frankly, society has told them that they are not going to have a future because working with your hands is going to somehow be replaced with AI. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out there's no AI to unclog a toilet or <laughs> dig a ditch. Yeah. Or you guys get the point? So what we're going to see is we're going to see a complete resetting of because of the artificial intelligence, which will you're going to see a enormous number, not just Google, but not just Microsoft, not just Bing, not just OpenAI. Oh, you're going to see so many other companies that are going to start rolling out their AI, um, and that's going to make it so that all the AI is going to be uh, the sharp end of the stick is going to be essentially knowing how to do technical things than knowing how to do creative things. The creative things, creating AI art, creating AI um, screenplays, creating AI videos, creating AI uh, audio. You know, Julie and I fantasize about a day, and I bet you it happens this year, where we're going to be able to enter in a series of words that we want a podcast to be about. And because we have hundreds of thousands of hours of our voice from thousands and thousands of past podcasts, I bet you it's very likely that we're going to be able to have AI create um, indistinguishable podcasts, and we'll start creating more podcasts every day. You guys get it? So if you really want to differentiate yourself, learn to have meaningful conversations, and yes, take a scripted approach, 
Um, but when you are a real person talking to a real person, that is going to give you an unfair advantage in the marketplace, not just in real estate, but in everything you do. So hopefully you guys are understanding that this is not a time to be pessimistic. This is not a time to be fearful. Warren Buffett once said that people love, no, actually, I don't want to read that last part. Well, here, actually, rule number six. Go ahead. It brings us to actually this previous conversation rolled us into rule number six. Never forget, if you really want ever-increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, you must do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That is why it is called work. Because it's what you don't want to do. Nobody ever wants to do their lead follow-up, but yet it leads you to all of the profit. So don't believe that you can't have ever-increasing levels of success. Here's your Warren Buffett quote. He once said that people love the comeback story, the guy or the gal who built a great life, a great business, just to trash it somehow and force themselves to have to restart over and over. Where I celebrate, said Warren Buffett, the person who built it and kept building it and never lost it. It's okay to have to pivot your business model. It's super hard to do it. I get it. We're having to do it in some of our businesses too. It's okay that just because something worked last year really, really well, and if it's not working really, really well now, it's just not the market for that particular product, widget, or idea. And it's very frustrating because you realize you have to constantly be reinventing yourself um, for most of the essentially the passive lead generation stuff. You have to constantly be chasing it. And that is frustrating. And that's the reason that, Julie, when we're helping you guys build your business systems, we always, always, always suggest you lead with proactive lead generation first. Why? Because there's no replacement, never will be, a replacement for a direct conversation with a decision-making adult about selling their home. You do not have to worry about the latest, greatest marketing idea, social media, jib-jab, if you know how to direct conversation, have direct conversations with people about selling their home. That is a skill that will always be needed. You know, frankly, and I hope everyone is very clear about this, the single best opportunity in real estate right now is not AI, frankly, it's not social media, it's not building your brand, it's not building your team, your logo, it's expired listings. In every single market where I've had people do this um, for me, Uh, And you can do it all yourselves. Go to your MLS and in your entire MLS, search the entire MLS, not your little region or area or city or streets, your entire MLS. Find out how many expired listings there were in the last 12 months. Um, You know, we are in South Florida and we did this and there were over 5,000. The guy was doing it on his his phone and the app would only report 5,000. So there probably were more like 20 or 25,000. How many of those got relisted? Statistically, 90% or even higher get relisted and sold within 12 months. That means in that particular market, the average commission on each of those expired listings, I'm guessing, was at least $10,000. And so you're talking about an extraordinary amount of money that flowed to the agents that knew how to go after expired listings. I don't know why you want to make it more confusing than what I just said or difficult than what I just said. It should be self-evident to you where all of you should be focusing your energies. Focus on fewer things in a market like this, not on more things. Focus on things that are going to put you in a position to help the most people make the most money. Set aside longer-term speculative projects and ambitions. Focus on being opportunistic. That's what this market's all about. If you don't believe me, look to see what the biggest companies on planet Earth are doing. They're pretty much obviously all listening to this podcast and following our advice. That's right. And I'd lo- I mean, I think I'm going to uh, dust off a and an update a new podcast specifically about expireds because they are For sure. such an amazing honey hole. I can tell you all of my coaching clients, all of our coaches, coaching clients, this is a focus. 
Uh, one of our, uh, our clients in LA is going after a $33 million expired this week. Frederico. So, yes, so go Fed. Well, you know, but here's the funny thing. I got a message yesterday on our private Facebook group that's only for our Premier Coaching members. Mm-hmm. Actually, he put the message out there, and I read it, and I was helping him along with some of the other coaches. He was asking about, like, um, <laughs> direct mail campaigns. Oh, no, handwritten letters to expired listings. Yeah. I won't mention your name because I don't want to embarrass you. Um, but frankly, you, you shouldn't be embarrassed because this is how most agents think nowadays. Mm-hmm. In other words, the last thing they would think to do is actually make direct contact with that expired seller. The last thing they would do is think to actually have a conversation with that seller. So here's the answer. You should all uh, subscribe to uh, Red X. Red X will give you the phone number. It'll tell you who all your new expireds were in your particular market, what their phone numbers were, what they owe. It'll give you all the information. So all you have to do is make the phone call using our script and our objection handlers and you set appointments. It's not difficult. That's the first thing that all of you should be doing. That's the proactive end of lead generation. If you want to get a discount on Red X, I think it saves you 150 bucks, so it's pretty significant. Just text the letters or the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, and we'll immediately text you back a link to a page that gives you a discount. And go ahead and sign up. Sign up for 30 days. If you're in our premier coaching program, obviously use our scripts and our objection handlers. Call the expireds. Call, call, call. If you uh, have a choice, call and go knock on their door. How many of those do you need to actually have a fantastic year? Many of you, because your sale prices, because you're blessed with high sale prices, if you listed and sold 12 or 15 expireds this year with your average commission being you know, ten dollars or $12,000, you're going to have not so bad of a year. Would well, you agree? It's one a month. <laughs> it's know. one a month. Many of you, a lot of our coaching clients are doing more like one a week. You know, this does tie into our previous point about do focus on fewer things, not more things. So one of the best things about expireds is that you can actually, once you've gotten your scripts going, you've practiced it, and you know, you're not just dabbling, you can make 10 real contacts Easily. and probably list one to two, have another one to two that will follow up with you for future. I would, wouldn't you rather have 10 contacts than maybe do circle prospecting and have to talk to a hundred people to maybe get one lead or throw out some social media and hopefully if you do enough of it frequently enough, maybe somebody will come to you. I like the ratio of one or two out of 10. Heck yeah. So guys, here it is. This is the end. I think this is day four. So the questions we started out, or at least the goals we had for you from this uh, four-part series, and we knew this was going to be a little different for a lot of you, but you need to be exposed. I think I would love to have been exposed to all this when Julie and Mm -hmm. I were in our formidable years. I think in a lot of days we still are, frankly, we're always learning. (laughs) But in conclusion, did we educate you? You answer that question. Did we motivate you? Hopefully the answer is yes. Do you have a plan of action? If not, go back and listen to the past few days. Uh, Do you now know how to be rich? You can be rich. It's not just something that only happens for a few. You can create enough passive income every single month where your money's working for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Remember, the definition of rich, which all of you should adopt, is where you're having enough money coming in passively to at least cover all of your personal overhead. Then when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to worry about where that 10,000, that 15,000, that 5,000 is coming in from that month to pay your bills. You are rich where then the money that you make can go towards uh, things that will even create more wealth. You Have you accepted that this will take time? This will, building this will take um, time and effort over a long period of time. Remember, everyone estimates, uh, overestimates what they can do in 12 months and underestimates what they can do in 20 Uh, years. And so let's say it's going to take you 36 or 60 months to actually create something magnificent. It's worth the effort. Now, here's the bottom line. 
if you want to know something that's going to shorten all this by a significant margin, like Julie and I, when we got married and we started selling real estate and we had a goal of essentially being retired by the time I was 40 and she was 39, we wanted to do it off rental properties. And we did it, though it did took us a year later. And we accomplished that goal. Now, we did not stop working, uh, quite the opposite, frankly, but had we to do it all over again, I promise you what we would have done is we would have focused all of our best efforts, not on buying rental properties necessarily, but on eXp Realty, because eXp Realty has so many amazing ways for you to create wealth that are, you know, extraordinary. And the biggest one, frankly, is going to be revenue share. If you do not know about AXP Realty's revenue share program, and I know a lot of you do not, or you have believed some of the misconceptions about it, I strongly encourage you to do your own homework. Be your own best advisor. Remember, trust but verify. Don't abdicate your financial future to some know-it-all. Do the research yourself, and we've made it easy for you. Text the letters EXP to 47372 and watch it. There's three videos on that website. Watch at least the first two videos. The second video is going to give you all the drill down. You can learn about revenue share and do that now. Text letters EXP to 47372 or if you're ready to join EXP Realty and you're looking for a sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success. Yes, Julie and I are formally applying for the job of being your EXP Realty sponsor. You can also see all the benefits you get when you join Julie and I when you text EXP to 47372. Or if you've already done that, you're ready to join, you've not yet chosen a sponsor, text me directly, 512-758-0206. And let's have that conversation, how you can move forward with us and we can be partners with you at EXP Realty. In the meantime, guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Julie, I hope you feel better tomorrow. Thank you. And I hope you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, me too. You guys have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.